Welcome into episode 35 of the Wide Left Sports Podcast with Justice and Seth. We are back to talk about a little bit of this NBA playoffs as the we're in the swing of kind of, you know, wrapping up the first round, depending on, you know, we have we have one series that is done between the Bucks and Heat. Everyone else is still kind of wrapping up as of this recording. Uh, by the time we get this out, we'll have a couple more games um, in the books. We could have the Nets and and Celtic series getting closed out. So just here to talk about a lot of, a lot of those angles as, as far as the NBA playoffs are concerned. Uh, first of all, how's it, how's it going over there? Justice what's, what's new over there. We got summer classes going on and work and this, that's the life right now and enjoying the weather, you know, how about you? Not too bad. You've been over to the casino lately. <laughs> no, but we we have we could have a whole podcast on our one visit there though. We could. That, oh that, man, that that, that was, was a, quite. That was good. That was good. It's quite the visit. Didn't even, <laughs> bet on, didn't even bet on a game either. No, no cash. Didn't bring time. cash. And uh, we didn't. I didn't know, and I I was told this. We actually told this the night before that if you try to bet at the casino on your phone like on DraftKings it will lock you out like the casino can and, and it was confirmed it was and I wanted to try to see if it was actually true and and it was so hey, so we, if you go to a casino and obviously that's smart on their part I don't really know how they do it that's a great I mean, question just well you know you people certain, that are listening that are smarter than us well certain know, states but, you know how like certain states obviously you can't bet in right now so obviously right. they have your location. So somehow right. that little zone is probably just a blocked off zone, but it's, yeah, still, it's still, it's crazy that they do that. And Hey, we should have, because when we bet at the casino, we were doing a lot better. We, we That yeah. one day we didn't lose. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And that was college basketball, I think. Yeah. The both one the Lakers was. and then uh, Arizona state, I believe for me at least. I won in that Purdue game, I think. Purdue, Purdue, that's right. But did win a couple. You know, I have won a couple as of late with the parlays. But, but yeah, so NBA playoffs, what do you uh, – obviously the, the big storyline is – and there's a couple. The main one being, uh, I, I think, people following the Lakers and and what they're, they're going to do in this first round against the Phoenix Suns as the Suns have, have really shown up to play and given them – a challenge, especially with Anthony Davis, his his health being in question as he's out for for Game Five, and uh, you know by the time this gets released, that game will be over. But but going into this one, it 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 seems like the Phoenix Suns uh, have the Lakers, you know, back in their heels. Now the question remains to be seen: Is it going to be a LeBron James, you know, epic vintage performance to to kind of propel the Lakers and and kind of push them through these next two? or in two or three games and if they can win it in six or seven or is it going to be uh you know the phoenix suns stepping up the challenge with their their young young players and guys like you know chris paul leading the way and you know the veteran leadership and uh but young guys like deandre ayton uh even a guy like uh uh like campaign who's who's stepped yeah up. he's been insane 
Yeah. For... That game they lost, game two, he went nuts. Yeah, he did. And he's and he's had some bright spots and the Suns have they've hung in there. Uh they've and they have a chance to really so, get the upper hand. So what are you looking for there and what do you expect for these, you know, next three games? Yeah, this game that we're talking about here, game five will tip off here in about ten minutes. Uh so we'll we'll get an idea by the end of this recording what's how the game starts out, but I have a fun our stat for you. I don't know if you saw this. Right now, when Chris Paul plays more than 30 minutes in this series, they're 2-0. and So the two games they won, Chris Paul played more than 30 minutes. And this series is literally going to just be, is Chris Paul healthy? And then, of course, Anthony Davis gets hurt. He's out tonight. It's literally the team who can stay healthy. I think the Suns honestly have more depth because they had six guys score over 10 points in game four. And when you can have multiple guys beat you like that, you know, like you mentioned campaign. How about Cam Johnson? They're a draft pick from a couple of years ago. You know, people say they re- he they reached on him, but man, he's been he's been really good. He can shoot the three ball. Uh, obviously, Booker's been fairly fairly. He had a really good first game. Hasn't been quite as good um, the last couple of games, but he's still been really good. Um, and if Chris Paul's healthy, I really like the Suns to win this series. Honestly, yeah, it's. Chris Paul is obviously his presence just means so much to to Phoenix. It's hard to put a value on each of them because Davis obviously means a ton to the Lakers as well. But but really, if you're if you're talking about you know if one of them's going to be be injured, and I, I would still give the Lakers. You know, if you're going to say either okay, Chris Paul's hurt for Phoenix or Anthony Davis is hurt for the Lakers, I would you you'd have to give. If you're going to give one of them a chance, it's going to be the Lakers, considering, you know, LeBron's history and his 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 ability to elevate himself and his teammates in these kind of moments and games. Um, you know, it's it it'll be, I don't know, because you you just don't have the Lakers. You know, there not many guys stepping up. I mean, Caruso has been a great defender and energy good guy. Energy guy. Yeah, I was just about to say yeah. that he's been really good, uh, but you know, just doesn't provide the type of outside scoring and shooting that you need you know a guy like Wesley Matthews has to play 25 minutes and love to Wesley Matthews in Portland but you know he's 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 getting up there in age he just he kind of provides a a spot-up shooter but not really a ton of dynamic playmakers around LeBron when Anthony Davis is is out and you know even like Kyle Kuzma you know he's he's a flash in the pan on and off and you know, he could if he has a game where he's going off for twenty twenty five, which I feel like he probably hasn't done in a while. Um, yeah, maybe you like him a little more, but but it's gonna be it's gonna be up to you know Dennis Schroeder is gonna have to be to a guy that he shot three of thirteen. You know, the last game that 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 can't happen for them to win. He missed a layup right right at the rim uh, as they were trying to you know attempt the comeback in the last game against the Suns, and and he blew it, and and then you know the Phoenix comes down and makes a three to. To put it to he's, ten, I think his bridges have made it. So I think he's honestly, I think he's the most important piece if the Lakers want to win Game Five. Is Schroeder has to step up and be that number two option, and we saw that he could do it. Um, he had he had that great game in Game Two, and when they won, uh, but like you said, Game Game Four after AD went out, he didn't step up. He only had eight points, four rebounds, and three assists. And I know we all know he's a better player than that. And if the Lakers want a chance to win tonight. Um, especially in Phoenix, he's going to have to do something because LeBron can only do so much at some point. I mean, as great as he is, 
you look at like when he was with the Cavs and Kyrie left and Kevin Love was um, basically his only other guy there. I mean, he, he they couldn't hang with Golden State. And, of course, Phoenix isn't Golden State, but LeBron can only do so much. Um, and, of course, he's a little bit aged now. He's been dealing with injuries. He's still obviously great, but is he as great as he was a couple years ago? I don't know. Um, but I, I don't know if he can carry this team. If, even if they beat the Suns, can they? if AD's hurt, they're not winning a championship and they're not winning the Western Conference. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Well, then you have the Lakers, you know, when they they went out and got Montrez Harrell um, in the offseason. Yeah, and he, he's played four minutes the last game. And, and, and you talk about a guy like, you know, they have all these big bodies, but you know, Marc Gasol, he's, he's actually playing more minutes. And then you have – Andre Drummond, who they signed late in the year, and he just has not been the guy that they have wanted or expected him to be. So it seems like this big mess of, you know, guys trying to fit in with each other and still trying to fit in. And it just, you know, you can have LeBron and Anthony Davis, and then they, they still need one more guy to step up. Um, but it just, it just hasn't been the, you know, Caldwell Pope is, he, he was out last game. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's going to be back for for this one, but he had a DNP. So I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's really concerning, um, especially when you know they're just not they're not being provided. Uh, LeBron isn't being provided with much support whatsoever. So no. like I say, Phoenix playing with a lot of confidence. You know, they're the one thing the Lakers do have is defensively they're they can keep in games. Uh, Frank Vogel it seems to come up with schemes to be able to to slow down teams' offenses. Even even in that fourth quarter, you know, we saw them get get stop after stop in the last game to try to get back in the game. So uh, that's going to be one thing they're going to have to do is to to really try to mess you know not slow the game down, but but kind of I don't know muck it up a little bit. And right. it sounds weird coming from the Lakers, but uh, something they might have to do against Phoenix to kind of slow their rhythm, get in their head and, and make it kind of a, a muck it up style game to, uh, you know, to win the series, these so next three games. Who do you, who do you like to win game five? And then who do you like to win the series? Game five. I'm with, when, with the official news of Anthony Davis being out, I'm, you're going to have to go with the Suns there. I think the Lakers will, will get, get Phoenix in game six back at home. And then, and then game seven, Back in Phoenix, you know, depending on where Anthony Davis's status is, um, I don't know. It's going to be hard for me to pick against the Lakers in Game Seven, even if they get down three-two. Uh, I, I would still have to pick them in in seven games, but it's not going to be. You know, my confidence level on that pick is is not very high at all. So yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I I, I lean Phoenix just because of. Chris Paul getting healthy, and even when the Lakers did have Anthony Davis, they're still barely beating a Phoenix team with a with a Chris Paul who was clearly injured. So that really concerns me. Um, so right right now I've got Phoenix winning this series. I do think whoever does come out in this series will beat Portland or Denver. Whoever comes out of that one, uh, I like Denver, but with no Jamal Murray, their upside is just so limited. It is kind of interesting with Chris Paul. Like, is he is he only injured when he plays bad, or is he injured like all the time? Because it, like just two days prior, before the the last game, he's holding his shoulder like he can't 
lift it. And then, and then this last game, he looks like, you know, he's 23 years old. So well, tonight we'll be telling because it, yeah. the other three, the first three games, he didn't look right. Last game no. he looked right. And if it almost, if you can't really blame it on an injury um, tonight because he obviously looked pretty normal in game four. So tonight, right. a, I mean, I, there was times like he's grabbing rebounds with his left hand or his left mm-hmm. arm. So like, I, I do think there was something going on with the right shoulder, but was it bad enough to what it was? We don't know. Um, I, know think- I know these medicals, you know, these trainers are, they're good at what they do for a reason. So they can, they can get guys not healthy, but feeling well, you know, by the time games well, start. You so. think that, and you think like, off. you know, the medical team and stuff, they're like, they're so much better now than they were back then. Obviously just with an advanced technology, and why does it seem like so many more guys are like sitting out and stuff now compared to like back when the game was more physical and technology wasn't as advanced, you know? Yeah. Well, they have all these scans they can do now and catch every little thing and say, you know, the science says now, you know, with these injuries and stuff to, to kind of keep them off their feet more. And, you know, if there's something going on, then you're better off resting them and keeping them long-term. And I think that's kind of the direction it's gone. It's not, it's not that guys are getting, I mean, there are a lot of injuries this year. I don't know if they're getting injured more or if it's just more awareness of long-term durability. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's what's going on. And But, yeah, it goes back to kind of the load management stuff that kind of hurts the, the league in the regular season and probably loses, you know, quite a few fans. Just, I mean, I, I know people that just come back for the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's kind of that way for a lot of sports now. Hockey is the same way. A lot of fans, you know, they're they're just around for the playoffs. I think that's what's happened in the NBA, but it's you know, it's some of these series, while they're they've been close, I mean it's you look at like the the Dallas and Clippers series, that's two two, but none of the games have actually been close at all. <laughs> I mean I mean you, you you fall asleep and during game four, I mean it was that bad. Yeah, I was sitting sit in the chair and I I dozed right off, of course, and you know I had a long weekend, you know, at soccer and being out in the sun. But hey, um, usually I'm watching a basketball game. I don't, I don't just doze off. You know, I'm not a, I, not an old man. Right, <laughs> right. They you know. at least keep you awake. Yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, that was fun. But but, but even but yeah, it, I mean, regular season, obviously guys load manage. But even in the playoffs, look, AD's hurt, Chris Paul's hurt, LeBron's yeah. dealing with ankle thing, Luca's hurt. Like, there's a lot of guys hurt. Yeah just banged up and of course you know by this i don't know if, if that has to do with obviously the there wasn't much of a rest between the end of the the bubble and and the start of the regular season and i know schedules are thrown off and things like that and maybe guys' routine in the off season got messed up and all that so i don't know it's, it's hard to Hard to put a even, finger on. Even yesterday, I mean, Bertans and uh, Joel Embiid both get hurt in the Wizards game, and then Neto yeah. and Beal were both banged up for a second. There's so many. It's just crazy. Yeah. Then the fan got hurt when he got tackled on the <laughs> that court. Was, that was great. That was great. <laughs> See, but the, like, those two games yesterday were supposed to be blowouts, and they were so much better than the games on Sunday. It's crazy. Yeah. They were. Yeah. So what? what's another – Series well, trees here. I mean, the the the, the, the Maz. I, I want to talk about yeah the Maz, but I do want to talk about, and I know you 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 can talk about this as well because it, it relates to the Wizards. But I have concerns about the Sixers. Oh um, yeah, not in this series, but beyond. No, no, yeah, round. I know what you, I know what you're saying. So 
if you want to get into that. Oh, yeah. This let's is talk easy. about Here's, I mean, of course, I've watched every second of every game except for um, the one where I was at work, which was game three. But the biggest concern is, you know, they, we finally get game one is close, game two and three not close, game four is close, and the Wizards are up. Biggest concern is what did the Wizards do before that two minutes hit? They fouled Ben Simmons, and he yep. can't shoot free throws. And this is going to be an issue when, when you know, I, I don't see the Wizards come back from 3-0. It's not happening. But, I mean, you're playing a team like the Nets or the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. How can you have Ben Simmons out there when it's a close game if they just start hacking him? Ha- just like hack a shag. Like, that is a big concern. Um, the Wizards have, like, I mean, even though some of these guys have shot really well for Philly, I mean, the Wizards are, as much as I love them, they're one of the worst defensive teams and Tobias Harris isn't going to be able to be able to score as many points as he has. He averages like 19 in the regular season, and he's just been going crazy. And that's not going to happen against a team with good defense like the Bucks or the Nets. So I'm very concerned, and I I don't think there's a chance that they win the East. Honestly, I, it's either the Nets or the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, you can't have a guy that's that that is shooting. What was it, three of 14 at one point? It was. Uh, the other night, that was. I mean, was, are you talking about free throw wise for in the yeah, series? He was series, one of eleven. Yeah, one of eleven going in before they started hacking him like that intentionally, and it's just how how does that even to to not even make fifty percent? And he he shot a little better than what he had been in the series last night. He's at least splitting, but but to just be that much of a liability um, at the line is is a major concern, especially when Embiid is is banged up and not healthy and. Who knows? You know, he he may not play Game Five either, uh, which could leave the door open for maybe not Washington winning the series, but putting but a little pressure it. on them, yeah, extending, extending it, and, and making uh, them making have to them play work. more games. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, this so, I I I my opinion right now is I think the Philly will win in six, which is what I thought before the series started, but I didn't think it'd go like this. Um, but yeah, with Embiid being out, that's a huge loss as an MVP guy. You, if you lose him, your team's probably done. Let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's been much, you know. Simmons has taken a lot of criticism of the over the years for for not being able to hit a jump shot, and it's it's really gotten to the point. There's a difference between, you know, you remember a guy like, and he's still in the, in the league, so he's not you know unknown. But Rajon Rondo, even in his prime, with the Celtics, to where. He couldn't hit, he couldn't shoot, right? But he would take the jump shot and and be able to make it enough There's, to where you literally, with, with Simmons, you literally can't don't even have to guard him because he's incapable up. of making yep. a shot beyond six feet. The, the, I mean, that that that's his problem. The guy and, on the, the other side of the court's the same way with Russell Westbrook. He he's a terrible three point shooter, but he still takes them. He does, and he he's at least he at least looks formidable when he takes the jump shot. Simmons looks like he's a fish out of water when he even tries to shoot the ball. His free throws I, are so flat. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's like watching. I don't, I don't even know what to describe it as, but it's, it, it, it's totally a fish out of water. And, and when he's playing the game, he does, he has all this ability, the passing ability of, you know, like a magic Johnson and uh, court vision and all this, you know, transition Almost, you know gets to the rim everything except yeah, he can shooting. he glides Very going deep, to the man. rim he he moves so smoothly you know 
keeps <laughs> great ability as a defender, but um, just cannot shoot, will not shoot, whatever it is, uh, and, and doesn't seem to be willing to improve that element of his game. I mean, I <laughs> when I can go out and shoot, I mean, anyone could shoot better than me and you at the Y <laughs> you know, can can shoot better than that. Literally, um, it's outrageous. So. Uh, doesn't make much sense to me and yeah if that's going to be I took offense to Doc Rivers and I don't know if you heard that I wish we could play the audio Um, he kind of got offended by the question of it after the game I'm thinking Doc you you know you're going to get asked that question yeah and he kind of snapped at the reporter oh if you need to you know if you want me to bench Ben Simmons let me know because I know you won't know anything about basketball it's like no one's talking about benching him for the entire game people are talking about down the stretch of the game when you need to to make a free, make throw, free you can't throws, even, you can't even run an offense because because you you have a guy out there who's who looks like a you know just just a total joke shooting from the free throw line. Well, give props to Scott Brooks for following him. I guess I don't know if I would have done it, but it paid off. Scott Brooks for one time for once coached a finally inserted Gafford in the starting Dude, lineup after for, uh, just a months. Fifteen second thing. I've been telling you, I watch a lot of Wizards basketball. I've been telling you for a long time, Alex Lynn doesn't need to play. And he started Alex Lynn this whole time, said, start Gafford. And he finally does. Then you have the announcers last night. Scott Brooks is so smart for starting Gafford. Well, every Wizards fan said to do it five weeks ago. And why? So he's not really smart. It just shows how stupid he is for not starting him a month ago. And that was Reggie Reggie Miller, by the way. That was yeah. yeah. Making Scott Brooks out to be Albert Einstein. I mean, it's it just Dude. was not not the case at all. Yeah, anyone who's watched Wizards basketball or or paid attention to him should know that that Scott Brooks was so stubborn on that issue that it probably cost them more games than what they needed Multiple to down the stretch, games. and All they probably would have losses. Yeah, and probably would have even been been able to. I don't know, maybe even avoid the eight. It, who knows where? I mean, yeah. they would have played Brooklyn. That would have been tough, tough deal. But would have been. Um, but but I mean, but even that, it's, that it's cost more, some games. It's one of those things. It's more than the box score. I mean, there's times you look at it and you're like, okay, Gafford didn't do much, but it's his energy. Like you see what he brings to the team. It's like you you need him out there. But well, again, his, that his is, rim protection is you know is really five good. blocks. Yeah, he's crazy. Long arms. So. Yeah, other than that, I mean, there's – you have – and it does look like the Nets are closing out Boston there, so the Nets will advance to the second round. Um, Denver-Portland, that's one that's kind of up in the air. That That is, you know – and we can talk about that and Dallas. So so which one do you want to get into there uh, between let's, those two series? Let's, let's go Dallas first and then quickly talk about uh, Portland and then maybe talk about the Nets and Bucks. If that works for you, and then cap cap it off in that box. Yep. All right. Cool. So yeah, the Mavs, the or yeah, the Mavs Clippers series. The Clippers are literally going in the opposite direction of the Lakers. They actually look good now, and Kawhi has been great in the playoffs. Um, I I, I don't really buy into like the Luca injury thing. Like he looks pretty fine to me. Seems like more of an excuse. Um, not really worried about him. And I, I do think Dallas will get another game. I think this will go seven games, but I like the Clippers in the end. I mean, Dallas had their lowest scoring game of the season. Um, the shot terrible from three. I mean, that's just not going to happen again. So, um, 
but yeah, I mean, the Luca injury is something to watch, but I don't know if you buy into it that much, but from what I saw, he's he still looked like Luca to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Clippers are just a better team. Um, I don't know why that – I know why that they lost the first two games, and it, not solely, but, you know, I mean, you can't play Patrick Beverly the minutes he was playing and, and just get no production out of him like Ty Lue was doing. Finally went to Rondo, figured out some rotations there. I think they finally got their feet underneath him, and I – I think they'll just they'll go right on and win the four straight. I think they'll really? they'll win it in six. Yeah, I, I think they've I think they've gotten a grasp of the series. They were on their heels. If they would have you know come out flat in game three and even barely won, I would have said okay, that's they're done. But this is a team I I liked coming into the postseason. Um, not necessarily because of any coaching changes. You know, Ty Lue, Doc Rivers. That doesn't it isn't relevant to me, but. But this is a team, the you know, Clippers team, that needs to show their their worth at some point, and and they were they were on the front foot in the Western, you know, in the playoffs last year before they before they choked against Denver. So um, it's a team that that needed to show up. You know, Kawhi needed to to be the guy, um, and he's been good. You know, obviously, and, and Paul George has has had some good games, but they're they're deep, and they they needed to get production just from you know from more guys, and they. You know, they're getting it from, I mean, Rondo provided some good minutes, Zubak, um, you know, they, they rotate some big men in there. So uh, Marcus Morris needs to continue to hit shots. But, but yeah, I mean, they're, you know, Reggie Jackson, you know, guys like that. Or, But I don't know, I, I just think they're overall better. I, I'm surprised, you know, when they traded for Luke Kennard and uh, he just he just hasn't gotten the minutes. And uh, this guy I liked in Detroit, but. But yeah, I mean, you know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, guys like that, they they need to be able to, you know, to be able to write the ship and and but, kind of take them to where they need to go. So I I mean I'm obviously the Clippers are a great team, but playoff P makes me nervous, man. We know Paul George yeah. is a choker in the playoffs. Uh don't maybe not for this series, but in the series following, uh, maybe. I don't know. But Ka- Kawhi's been amazing. And uh, he he's so good. I mean, I think Luca's the best player in the series, obviously, in, in my opinion. But I mean, Kawhi is great. They're both neck and neck. And uh, like you like you said, they they it wouldn't surprise me if they win four in a row. I just don't think Dallas will have another game as bad as they had in Game Four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could I could see it going seven as well. But but it's uh, I, I always have to give Paul George a slight pass because. I don't remember. It was a game I was at when I was, you know, when the Pistons were at the Palace and Paul George is with with Indiana when he's with the Pacers. It was it was the greatest live performance I'd ever seen from a basketball player in person. He had like 54, 56 points or something. He just he could not miss. You got that that little bias going. Well, yeah, that was just (laughs) that was just a moment from my childhood that I was like and I was a Pistons fan. Like I didn't I wasn't interested. I wasn't one of those fans who like root for players you know individual players if I was rooting for the Pistons and right. but I, I was watching this guy I was like this is this is incredible and I had we had pretty good seats as well um I was just watching this thing I'm like this is just unbelievable I, I couldn't believe the, sh- the type of shots he was making so that's just kind of a personal anecdote um 
I have on Paul George. So I kind of root for the guy, you know, since seeing that. Unfor- so. I mean, he he's good, obviously. It's, just, it's unfortunate that he doesn't seem to show up in the playoffs. The most iconic yeah. shot being the backboard shot. <laughs> you know, that yeah. one. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I do like I do like the Clippers. I mean, I don't know if I like them to win the, see, the West. I know, I know they're gonna be in the mix. You know, this, I, I think this is they're seven point favorites tomorrow too. So I know you and I usually agree on a lot of things, but I think the thing we disagreed on most was I I really thought coming into this, um, and the verdict's still out on this, but the I thought the West is wide open, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It to me, I, I still don't see that team that sticks out that is a favorite uh, maybe that team will emerge and and maybe it's the Clippers I don't know I think if there's one team that's going to just roll these roll the Western Conference is the Clippers um but in my opinion I mean I could still see the Lakers Phoenix Dallas the Clippers Utah and maybe Portland all coming out of the West I mean so I don't know I, I like I'm really intrigued on what's going to happen the next uh, couple of days here to finish out these series in the West you better hope Portland beats Denver first. I know Denver was, was yeah, yeah, still a pretty close game, and, and that one's tied at two. Denver just that, solid. Yeah, they're Denver's up three. Dude, and if half, they so. if they had Jamal Murray, I would I would pick them to win the West. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there'd be a good argument for them for sure because they're they're still very deep and just a well oiled machine and, even and without him. Michael Porter Jr. can be that third guy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, compared to last year, he was still young, and he's been great this year. And Jokic is just unreal. Just, oh, he's great. I mean, he is the MVP. There's no doubt about that. But he is. Um, so, but here's here's one argument I have for you though. Hmm. Say, you know, people gave said, "Oh, Curry lost in the play-in, um, mm-hmm. so he he can't be MVP." Well, what's the difference if the Nuggets lose in the first round? It's the same thing. I mean. Practically, it is. Um, I mean, based on postseason play. Yeah, I mean, I know that you know you had the Nuggets were third in the West, but but yeah, I mean, you take. I mean, it's kind of the same deal. Yeah, you take they're, they're Thompson off of Golden State and and Murray off of Denver, and and you say, yeah, neither one of them could get out of the first either their playing game or the or the um you know first round, and yeah, <laughs> and but, it's close, but. Yeah, I mean, Jokic will be the MVP. You might as well bet it. Might as well bet it. Yeah, and then the <laughs> well, you you can't bet that. I don't think now. Or at least it, I haven't seen it. Maybe you can, but I think I mean Jokic is a clear MVP. Yeah, and the, the so odds that, would be terrible. Right. So you'd have to put like a a couple hundred thousands thousand of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Literally, to win just money. To win. So do you want to move to um, which one you do you want to talk about here now? I was thinking Hawks, Hawks, Knicks, Hawks, Knicks. All right, you got Hawks, Knicks. Three one. That 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 series is over though. Um, in my opinion, Hawks are gonna win this series. There's no doubt in my mind. I think the bit better question is if the Hawks can give Philly a run for their money, and I don't know that it is. Uh, Julius Randle has been really bad in the playoffs, and Trey Young's been really good. Um, and that's been the biggest difference. And I really, I've enjoyed the uh, back and forth in Game One and Two with the with the fans and Trey Young because mm-hmm. it's not a not a very good relationship between the two of those. No, but the 
That's, that's partly the reason why I think the Knicks will win one more is is because of that environment at MSG. It's been kind of felt like, you know, sports have been back with with the Knicks fans and obviously the the whole spitting incident on Trey Young was just a disgrace and and some of those, you know, some of the fans that, you know, the 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 water bottle at Kyrie Irving and the in the Brooklyn Boston game and <laughs> I think it's a little over top the the fan getting charged with a potential felony, but I don't know if a water bottle could be considered a a deadly weapon or a weapon of of harm. But but that's yeah, that, that's, that was a that's, not, that's not sticking to uh, the facts. No, no that's a little but, but it is what it is. Little, Obviously, it's more, he should be me, but he should be banned. In, yeah, um, ban him and and definitely fined and maybe you know some time in jail, but but 10 years in a felony. I don't know about that much. I don't know about that, but, yeah, that's but yeah, just, I don't know what it is with these fans. Um, obviously the league needs to figure so that many, out. <laughs> it's been, there's been more crazy fans with less fans in the stands. Some people say, you know, all, all people have been cooped up for a year and a half and um, you know, they're just, you know, well, they're angry like you, and you should have forgot how to be a, based function in society <laughs> right yeah yeah how does what i don't know what that has to do with first of all if you're cooped up for literally a year and a half then that's your own problem um, as far as i'm concerned but but yeah that doesn't give you an excuse to go out and behave like an idiot <laughs> you know like what all the people that that came out from hiding under their beds they're just deranged now i don't i don't <laughs> i don't believe that um so uh, they're so, still yeah. what do you mean they're still hiding there well yeah they might they might still be i mean they, yeah oh, <laughs> that, that, that this is comical and they people say oh yeah you know the the pandemic and um you know people are well that doesn't give you the right to i, I think it's just a it's kind of how people are i guess you, you see uh these baseball games all these fights in the stands right now too it's you know, there's like a new video every day. It's, I don't know, people are just angry. It's like, calm down, like enjoy life, take a deep breath. But literally though. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, but yeah, Knicks Hawks, that's a series. Yeah. Julius Randle's been, he's been totally abysmal, abysmal really. I mean, and, and I can't really blame him because he, he's, he'd been so good in the regular season and he's, he's not a guy like he was never like a superstar type of player to me that, that could elevate, you know, his team and the Knicks roster is, it's just, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, if they don't have a, a ton of depth, you know, Derek Rose has to, you know, kind of uh, pick up some of the scoring load and he's obviously been through so many injuries the past few years. And um, you know, just guys that RJ Barrett's obviously a nice piece. He's not quite there yet. So uh, it's been a good run, definitely a good season for the Knicks, but yeah, the Hawks are better. Bogdanovich, I really like watching him play. I mean, that he, was a great pickup for the Hawks, man. Yeah, that was it so was. Good. He's a dude. I mean, he he wait, shoots it from anywhere too, yeah, and he, he can put it on the floor. He's he frustrating. Kind of do it all. Like when your team's playing the Hawks, he is frustrating. Yeah, because you know Trey Young gets all this attention, and man, that guy can hoop. And they have the most, one of the most underrated players of all time on their team too. Oh boy, lately can I get? Oh God, I'm. I don't want to guess. It's not a Clint. <laughs> wait, is Clint Capella still on the Hawks? Yeah, he's on there. Uh, it's not. FC Herder's been all right. Too. I was gonna say Herder, but I was like, he's too young. Wait, let me look at their roster really quick. Uh, just tell what position? What position? Forward. 
Oh, shoot. Just tell me. Danilo Gallinari. Oh, God. Gallinari. No one ever talks about that. He was he was good in Denver. He was like a really good basketball player. Gallinari. Just, no, one, no one ever talks about him. And, we like we like the I guy. mean he average he averages thirteen a game. Like he's just been consistently good throughout his whole career. And and no one I, I feel like like the average basketball fan, if you talk start talking about Danilo Gallinari, they would think it's he's like a chef or something. Like he's <laughs> yeah, literally basketball. though. <laughs> like not even a basketball player. Literally. But he's he's been he's been around for for so long, continues to be. And yeah, he's a good piece. I mean, they're averaging 13 a game. I mean, yeah. it's solid. That's what that's yeah. that's a nice piece. They're deep. They're a deep team. I they like them, dude. If if Joel, they have Lou. I mean, Lou Williams is dude, is on that oh team. My God, he's, no. <laughs> and he could he could pop off at any point in time. I mean, if, he's he still if, has that ability. If Young, Herder, Hunter, and Collins were all like two years older, this would be a championship contending team. They're just so yeah. young. They're just to so make young. that argument, yeah, yeah. So they're, yeah, they'll be interesting to to see how they match up with Philly yeah. uh, once they get past once they get past the Knicks. I I so can, I want to cap this off here with the uh, with the Nets Bucks because there's I'm not sure how I feel about going into this series. Um, w- what are your initial thoughts? Who do you like to win? Um, because I I thought the Nets. I didn't know the Nets were going to lose a game I, at one point. I'm thinking, man, they look good. But I think the Bucks are better this year. I think the the upgrade from Bledsoe to Drew Holiday was huge. And when you have a guy like Giannis, I I, I think they have a chance, chance to beat the Nets. And if anyone's going to beat them, it's going to be the Bucks in the East. Yeah, I mean, that would be – I think the basketball world would be pretty happy to – to see that in general, if the Bucks were were able to pull it off, I don't know. I think when you talk about matchups, uh, you have, you know, like obviously it's gonna be hard to guard Kevin Durant, but you know Chris Middleton is a guy who who is becoming a perennial scorer for the Bucks and 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 has has really stepped up in these playoff moments. And yeah, Drew Holiday is has given them a spark, and, and Giannis is you know by the time. Uh, you get several times into the playoffs. You hope that he he's able to really step up to the challenge against a team like a team like Brooklyn. So I don't know it's going to be hard to to overcome the big three. And depending on you know if they can shut down how many role players they can shut down for Brooklyn. You know guys like Joe Harris. Are, are, are you able to get out to him and not let him go off and have these type of games? And I don't know you you, you have to slow down one of the big three. Um, yeah. It, it's it, it How on the given night it, it's hard to do yeah um can they keep up scoring wise milwaukee that's that's my biggest question yeah if, if brooklyn you know i think put 115 120 on who will boston uh, or will milwaukee be able to to match that Giannis had his way with them in the regular season i don't know how much i buy into that because it is the regular season but they don't really have anyone who can guard Giannis, so that's good. He, his size, he's got to dominate the paint. He has to. Um, and they, they need they need everyone. You know, a guy like Brent Forbes, he, he had a great series against Miami. Uh, guys like that have to keep it up if they want a chance to beat the Nets. But it makes me nervous when you think, you think Kyrie and Katie and then you add Harden. Man, that's just – it's scary to think about. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like you say, it's it's going to be a matter of how can they keep up uh, offensively. You know, like um, I mean, they they get production. I mean, Brooke Lopez. You know, you remember he's he's had some good playoff runs as of lately, as of late. Um, you know, Bobby Portis. You know, he gives me good minutes off the bench. Oh yeah, 20, yeah, 20 sure. 22 minutes. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah they're gonna have to have I, it. Just can you really can they really beat them? I I don't I don't see it. But j- just because the firepower of Brooklyn, like how how do you how do you match it up with it? But but yeah, I mean there they, be they no do got to beat him. There should be no yeah. one rooting for the for the Nets. I think if no. I, I think I think the Bucks have the best chance to beat them. In, yeah. in the league, honestly, I, I think the Bucks have the best chance. Yeah, I mean, you, they got to take them inside. They got to, they got to be efficient on offense and, and and slow the pace down. Really, I mean, you can't let the Nets get up and down the court and and run. Milwaukee's more of a half court style team who can who can certainly run in transition, but but they're gonna have to make it a a more slow it down pace type of type of deal and and take the Nets out of the rhythm, not fouling them. You know, when you're talking about Brooklyn, is is a big deal. You know, you can't have Harden taking 20 free throws a game and uh, Durant getting the line and all that. So, so if you can play defense without fouling, you know, make everything tough. And and the Bucks have the ability to, you know, to guard. Um, to what extent, I don't know, but but to be able to at least give them some issues, you know, with their length and everything. So, um, yeah, they'll have a chance. I mean, they'll. It, it's is is. Home court will be yeah. Home court. Brooklyn have the home court, so this will probably um, be the the series in the second round that I'll be watching the closest. It, it I'll be excited for these games. Yeah, yeah, that'll be and, and no one. It, everyone's gonna have a good time if the Nets lose. That's for oh, sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be unless you're like a Hornets fan because we because you know people well, unless you're a Nets fan or right. you know. People like to but, just follow players, so yeah. No one's actually no one that has any self-respect or dignity or you know just integrity for the the league. No, no one is rooting for Brooklyn if you have any any of those values. So no. um, if if you like people, you know, dipping on a franchise and getting fat and you know forcing their way out like James Harden did, then then you might root for Brooklyn. Or if you like um, people, you know, not showing up for work and taking weeks on end off and um, just just being a, a pain to their teammates and coworkers. And, you know, then you might like a guy like Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, if you if you like that, go on and on, you know, about taking Durant, the easy but, way out. Yeah, but yeah, so oh man, that yeah. that guy, man, this team... well, Durant had the whole thing this year too with the those homophobic slurs. I mean, that wasn't a good situation for him. Where uh, Michael Rappaport, when those text messages came out, oh that yeah, just, that was just kind of a gross thing for him to 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 say. Um, I know he, you know, th- those messages weren't meant to get out, but I mean, come on, have a little bit of it's not like no. it's not like me and you. When we text, we don't no, say we that don't type talk of stuff. Like that. No, no, no one talks like that. It's, it's Pride Month, folks. We ain't talking like that. No, never. Come on, no. <laughs> never talk like that to yeah, it's ridiculous. So um just so many different things about the Nets that you can't, you know, you don't enjoy. So No. So yeah. Nope, not at all. But So here we go. And well, 
before we uh, hop on, I want to see what the score of this Lakers game. Oh, 10-10 Lakers game right now. So we'll see how that one shapes out. Um, and obviously we know Memphis is – shout out to Memphis. They've given Utah a little bit of a run. But Yeah. But yeah. yeah. This that series could be flipped three one. I mean, they got within two in the last two games at the end of the game, and uh, Utah just yeah. went on a run to end the game. Unfortunately, but I mean, Memphis they look. I love Dylan Brooks, man. He is fun to watch. Uh, they they've got a good young team. I mean, even guys like Grace and Allen were stepping up yesterday. It was it was cool to watch. Um, Jaron Jackson sure. Jr. being hurt was huge. Like you would, you've noted before, yeah. they're about one piece away, really. From from being a perennial, I think, I think they they contender. just they just need uh some experience. They're really young. They do. They I just need to play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah give, keep they're they're one of those eight seeds, you know, that are coming up. Like you could see with Golden State when they are the eight seed. Um, with Memphis, mm-hmm. Memphis will be good. They they've got a good team. Yeah, I think I think this is good for them either way. You know, just getting this, especially with a fully healthy roster. You know, getting to play a team like Utah and and preparing for just the future there's, and for next year and everything. There, there's always two types of eight seeds. There's the eight seeds that are like, like they're already, they're older and this isn't doing anything for them. Then you have the eight seeds who it actually helps like, like a Memphis where, you know, their youth gets some playoff experience and they're, they're about ready to uh, make a run at an NBA championship. So I, I think that is great for Memphis for sure. Yeah. We thought the Pistons were ready for a championship run as the eight no. seed. And now Dr- Drummond and Blake, <laughs> Drummond and Blake Drummond are and bums. Blake. They're bums yeah, on their terrible. teams. <laughs> you know what? The, you, that, that's another thing that pissed me off about the Nets is that Blake Griffin all of a sudden turned into like a 27-year-old when he, you know, he had all these dunks and, and still getting above the rim wise, and, yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah. Stats-wise, he still ain't doing jack. Yeah, but still, it's yeah, still, it's annoying. Yeah. Still, I mean, it's, you get there and all of a sudden you can do all this – you know, jumping and dunking. It's like, come on, give me and a break. You, you've got you've got Blake on the Nets, you've got Reggie on the Clippers, and you've got mm. um, you've got Drummond on the Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> three of the best teams in the league. Yeah, but dude, look the, the one last. Why did the Pistons? I mean, the guys they should have kept, like Christian Wood. I mean, even Tobias Harris. I mean, there's guys they should have never let go, and they let them. They let the wrong guys go. They did. And then at that point, it was just a full rebuild. I think Troy Weaver had a kind of had to he hit the reset button totally. I mean, I I don't think he wanted to pay a guy like Christian Wood right away, especially just not knowing or or seeing him. I don't know. Um, just trying to get the cap under control, and because Van Gundy messed it up so bad. I mean, this is a guy who. Um, I hope his wife watches over his finances because he's he, what, what a total disaster that guy, oh, that guy was. God. I mean, That's it, hilarious. Are, they, are they still paying Josh Smith? I mean, <laughs> I think they finally got him off the books just a couple of years ago. Josh Smith. Um, what a terrible signing that he was. fell off. Oh yeah. And he, they, they cut him just to, I mean, they, they said, we'll keep paying you, but you got to go. I mean, they cut him to, to sit at home and eat, and eat popcorn basically. And drink beer. Yeah, I mean, literally. That, that, that's what they did. I mean, it was just that bad. Um, that Dude. was a Van Gundy sign. Yeah, that was a Van Gundy signing as soon as he – one of his first ones. That was – boy, oh, boy. That's bad. Stan. That is really bad. Stan Don't let man. Stan run your organization. <laughs> he, he can't – I will say he he's a I, – I didn't mind him as a coach. I think he can coach. But 
But don't let him run your organization. Don't let him be the GM. No. Because nope. that that is a disaster waiting to happen. Zero that out. Yeah. So all right. Anything else to say? I think we're good. All right. Well, as always, thank you for listening to another episode of the Wide Left Podcast. You can catch us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And until next time, we'll see you on the next one. Yep. <laughs>